and welcome to Struggle to Fit podcast. I'm Jeanette. And I'm Asia. And we are Struggle to Fit. We're struggling to get fit, struggling to fit into society's idea of healthy and fit, and struggling to fit into our genes. Hi, welcome to episode three of Struggle to Fit podcast. Today we're going to talk about food tracking and recap of the last week of our May challenge. We uh, are eight days into no fast food. So how are you doing with that? I'm doing okay. It's tough. It is tough. Uh, I have not had any actual fast food. I did go next door to the Sonic once to get a drink, but it was a smaller size drink than I would have normally got. It wasn't water, but it was diet soda. Uh, But I had no desire for food whatsoever from there. Well, that's good. I mean, I've, eh, you know, I wanted the McChicken, but that's my downfall. Um, but I haven't, um, we haven't been to fast food at all. Um, my husband's having a hard time with it. Mine, mine's having a little bit of a hard time. His problem is the, the addictive properties that they put in the food. It's yes, the chemicals, the salt, the whatever it is in the ingredients. It's definitely an addiction. It's the convenience. Uh, but he does a lot of the cooking. He right. makes my lunch. He makes my breakfast. He makes my dinner. So I have no reason to stop. It's just me and my husband. Uh, so we don't have any kids. So it's easier for us to sometimes go out and grab lunch somewhere. So I think that's our hardest part is we really don't want to cook. And we don't have kids kids to cook for. So do we really want to go to the store and get the groceries to come home and make the dinner? Or do we just want to go through a drive through So I think that's where we're struggling at right now. I will say that it's probably saved us a lot of money. We've probably saved about $75 this over the last eight days just from not, not eating out and eating at home. And that that's something that we could use elsewhere. Right. And I know that you used to go to Sonic and get pretzels and mozzarella sticks. And all that adds up really quick. Just as I would go get a dollar McChicken here and the next day, a couple more McChickens and those dollars add up. So today I uh, took my lunch, but the bread was stale. So (laughs) Anthony didn't get to make me a sandwich. So he packed me uh, a little individual sized package of Fritos and some gluten-free pretzels. So I wasn't, I wasn't really feeling that. So I actually walked next door to the Aldi's, which is a grocery store and I got a Lunchable and a banana. That's better than Sonic. It's definitely better than Sonic. I actually walked through the Sonic parking lot to get to all these. Yeah, that's a lot better than Sonic. So we're actually doing pretty good. Um, I actually just recently wrote a podcast on addiction. Um, addiction doesn't necessarily run in my family, but I do have a very close family member that um, does have um, some kind of addiction. And it's crazy how that kind of addiction and really any addiction just grabs hold of you and it's really hard to let go. Um, and how it affects you and your family and, and how it affects your finances even. So uh, just after these eight days, I've realized that it does, it's it's tough to let go of that addiction, but it is possible. Yeah. I One thing I notice is I don't feel as sluggish as I used to. Um, I think eating real food versus the fast, fake food that they feed you, that yeah. they make, I think that makes a difference. I, I don't feel so sluggish and I feel like I have a little bit more energy. Yeah, I would agree to that. Um, I've noticed that um, I haven't been eating a lot of carbs either. And I think that's another one of my big problems too, is I'm a big carb eater. You know, make chickens and, 
and, and things like that. So I've cut way back on my carb intake. And I've noticed that, yes, I'm still kind of getting used to that withdrawal, but I've also had a little bit more energy too. Did you get the carb withdrawal headaches? You know, I haven't gotten any headaches yet. I'm kind of surprised. Um, but however, today though, because I didn't eat a whole lot prior to dinner, I was feeling a little uh, wimpy. Um, but I haven't really gotten many food or carb withdrawal headaches or lack of eating headaches. So I think that one of my, have you had any personal challenges over the last week aside from the carbs? Is there anything that you want to like kick into second gear over the next three weeks? Um, I mean, maybe just, just watching more what I eat. Um, again, I'm a big carb eater. So today for dinner, we had chicken with mashed potatoes and macaroni and cheese. Obviously the macaroni and cheese and the mashed potatoes is double carb and it should have been one or the other with maybe some fruit or a vegetable. And we're horrible with eating vegetables. Um, and if I do eat vegetables, it's green beans and I put ham seasoning in it. So it automatically makes it not healthy. Yeah. Um, and if I make corn, it's sugar and butter. But corn isn't really a vegetable anyway. It has no nutritional value whatsoever. So then why do we eat it? I don't know, but it has no nutritional value whatsoever. That doesn't count as a vegetable. So, I mean, and if I eat broccoli, uh, it's got to be fresh. And I'd rather dip it in ranch than cook it or roast it or whatever you do with broccoli. You steam it. Yeah, but it makes it mushy. Yeah. And I would rather just eat it fresh with ranch if I'm going to eat broccoli. So over the next seven or eight days, is there something that you want to work on improving? Um, uh, we've cut out the fast food. Yeah, I think, I think we just need to pay attention to more what we eat because we really haven't been focusing on what we eat. We eat the sweet treats, and we, we are still allowing those types of foods, um, but maybe we just need to focus on eating more like adding more vegetables into our diet. We can start with that. Okay. What do you think? I think that's a, that's a good place to start. I, I've noticed some things um, as I've gone through the last eight days. I may not have been eating the fast food. I may not have been stopping for breakfast in the morning, but as I go through tracking and I write stuff down at the end of the day, I open up my tracker and I look at it and I go, Oh man, this is crap. This yeah. is not good. Like I might as well just be eating the fast food. Right. Yeah. One of my mother-in-law's favorite meals that I make is this uh, sausage casserole. Uh, totally unhealthy. Cause it's like elbow macaroni with ground up sausage with cream of chicken soup and and melted like uh, Velveeta cheese. It's really good, but it's like very unhealthy for you. And so. Yeah, that sounds like overload. Sounds good though. But, but it's very good. It sounds like overload. <laughs> so the, the one thing that we decided not to do is we're not weighing in until the end of the month. So as far as how is not eating the fast food affecting our weight. We're not going to know that until the 31st. And we'll see if, you know, maybe with the combined efforts of exercising, at least every day is the goal, but five, six days out of the week is optimal. Um, life happens. So let's talk about that for a second, because <laughs> the challenge was 30 days. Every day. Every day, at least 30 minutes. I had a breakdown and I missed, obviously we knew that I missed the first, which I made up for the next day, uh, but I did miss Saturday and Sunday too. Um, just, I don't have an excuse. No excuse. No excuse. Excuses don't get results. I well, think I saw that on a Pinterest picture somewhere. Yeah, no. They don't, they don't get results. 
So no, no results for that day, but I'm getting it. You're getting it. I'm All getting right. it. So today you went on a walk. I did. Well, I walked my mother-in-law's cat. I mean, it really wasn't like a heavy. I still think that's weird. Heavy cardio. Like I wasn't like jogging or anything, but I mean, we walked, we were out there for a good 20, 30 minutes walking the cat. Okay. All right. I mean, I don't know if I'd call it exercise. I didn't get my heart rate up. But, but the point the point of this challenge wasn't to get your heart rate up. It was to just move. I mean, we for moved. For 30 minutes. Uh, there was a few few minutes intermittently where he just decided to plop down on the ground and, and you know, veg out. But it's a cat. And it was, he likes to go on walks. So over the next seven to eight days, are you going to try to do your 30 minutes every day and yes. try to ramp it up a little? Or yes. are you going to try to increase your time that you do? Yes. Your five days a week? Nope. I mean, if I did five days a week, then, you know, maybe I could go 45 minutes or go to the gym for an hour. Okay. Um, and I would be okay with missing that one or two days if you did a little bit more. Yeah. What do you think about that? I, I mean, it's really, it's whatever works for you, but... If there's no reason for you to not walk, yeah, then not doing it is just letting yourself down. If you're sick, that's one thing you want to rest it out. If you're really, really busy and you have to work all day long or work a double or whatever, then that's that's another thing because you're obviously really busy. But if there's no reason at all and you're just like, yeah, I'm not going to do it, you're, you're just – I feel like it's just letting yourself down. Yourself down. It's, yeah. There's no reason not to do it. Kind of disappointing if when you think of it that way. Yeah, my husband's birthday is at the end of the month, and of course he's gonna want fast food, and this whole month is no fast food. And the twenty fifth of the month, and I'm like, I can't. I have he like, can have fast. Food. Cool, he can, but I just don't want to ruin it. I've got five more days to go, and yeah, so he'll have fast food, and Take I'm gonna lunch with you. I'm gonna sit there and look sad. <laughs> Take your lunch with you. Tomorrow is Anthony's birthday. Yes, we have no plans. That's sad. Well, I think that's what happens when you have three kids. Three kids. <laughs> and it's a half-day school for some reason. Uh, so, yeah. So how are you? Are you struggling? What do you think that – what do you want to add into this next week? I know that I'm going to try to incorporate more vegetables. Is there something that you would rather add in instead of the vegetables? I don't necessarily want to add in the vegetables as much as I want to try to stay under what my my fitness pal says I should be eating as far as calories calories wise um I have been blowing over see I, I have an issue with going over like I don't eat enough in a day to make myself go over well I have a problem with munchies like mm. because I'm not eating so now when I um, when I'm at home I just want to pick 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 and that adds up right um so my I, I need to try to stay under that. As far as my fitness goes, I don't count. I have my MyFitnessPal set so that it doesn't add my exercise and my exercise into my allotted calories. So it doesn't add that extra calorie because I feel like it's kind of uh, counterproductive. And I know that like if you're trying to maintain, that's one thing. Or if you're trying to to really, really be like, super on point with it that's another thing but i'm just trying to meet my goals so i have my um my exercise calories turned off on that as far as my fitness goes i've been going every day whether it be 
a 30 minute walk, sometimes an hour walk, sometimes a 45 minute walk. We were at the gym for what, an hour, hour yesterday. Yeah. Um, so that's, I want to try to get back to going to the gym at least five days a week instead of just walking. Walking. Yeah. I think the weights and stuff do have an effect on you, even though, you know, we kind of intermittently use them. Um, but it's not just all about cardio. No. And yeah. I do have some personal stress going on. I feel like using the weights is a way to kind of Let get that some of that out. Yeah. So we're not going to weigh in until the end of the month. Let's right. talk about where we started since we didn't do that in the last episode. So I'm going to kind of go back five years ago. Um, I, I, weighed at, I weighed about 110 pounds five years ago. Um, and I gained weight really quick. Um, my husband, which was my boyfriend at the time, said that I, I didn't look healthy because I was so skinny. Um, and I just started to eat. And I think I just... I just ate and ate and ate when I wasn't hungry, um, which caused an issue. Um, and I just, I, it just kept on piling on. Um, I currently weigh to 17.8, um, which a lot of people say that I don't look like I'm overweight um, because of the way that I carry it. Uh, but it's just one of those things that, you know, I've tried to diet before and, and I've never needed a diet. I've always had that very, um, active background prior to getting a sit-down job. I worked at Sonic. I skated 10 hours a day for, you know, six days a week. I, I could keep off the weight and still eat pretty much whatever I wanted because I was active. And once you get that sit-down job and you're sitting eight hours a day, five days a week with no other exercise, then that's just, it kind of ruined it for me. Right. So where what, where are your goals? What are you hoping to accomplish over the next, let's, let's go with the, let's start with May. By the end of May, do you have any weight goals that you want to accomplish? Any specific things that you want to say, Hey, this is what I'm doing from this point on. Personally, like the biggest goal that I think what I would love to accomplish is to not crave fast food. And I think that that's a step in the proper direction that I need to go in because it's such an addiction um, if that comes with losing a little bit of weight, I'm fine, but I'm more focused on getting over that addiction. Yes, probably, you know, in June, we'll probably still kind of hold that no fast food, but we won't be as strict with it. Um, and there will be times where maybe, you know, once a couple times a month where I will have that fast food, but it's more of, I don't want to jump into it like I have been and eat it every day, day in, day out all the time type of a thing. So I think that's my biggest goal uh, that I want to find at the end of this 30 days is to just be completely done with fast food and not crave it, not want it, could care less if I had it, you know. What What is your goal? So I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back a little ways. I've always been overweight. I was an overweight child. My mom allowed me to eat whatever I wanted, whenever I wanted. Pictures of me at two years old in the baby swings. You know, the baby swings that are like chairs. Um, they have the leg holes yeah. on each side. Yeah. And I was two years old in this swing. And the holes in the swing were cutting off circulation in my legs. Ow. And I had the nickname as a baby thunder thighs. Because when I ran, my thighs would clap together. Yeah, yeah. But I have pictures of me as a baby walking around with bags of potato chips and raw hot dogs and french fries and 
So I've, I've always been overweight. My mom never really cared and never, um, never really did much uh, in the ways of that. So as I got older, it just kind of stuck with me and got worse. Of course, I led to being, you know, to being picked on and, and stuff like that. And then uh, when I was 16, I managed to lose a significant amount of weight. I think I, I probably lost about 60, 70 pounds. Um, finally got down to 245. Um, and I didn't look like I weighed 245 because of the way that I carried it. I was in a size 20 jean in as for my senior year. Right. And then I got pregnant and gained it all back and then some. And then went through Weight Watchers and lost about 30 pounds, got pregnant, gained about 50 pounds, uh, did various things to lose some more, got pregnant again, and finally got up to my highest at 350. It was my highest. I'm, I'm assuming it was 350. I think I stopped stepping on the scale after three, 335. Um, and then I lost 60 pounds recently on yeah. metabolic research. But it wasn't, I could have kept going, but I think I got bored. What did you get bored of? I don't, I think the holidays kind of took over because it was right around the holiday time. I mean, I managed to make it through Vegas for my conference and still lose almost like eight pounds yeah. in a week. Um, but the holidays took over and it was that back to that addiction of now here's food. It tastes good. Yeah. You have to have it. So I think where, where I want to go with this is over the next four weeks or three weeks that we have left is um, to continue cutting out the fast food. I'm kind of to a point where I think I'd be okay without it. Be able to go just maybe once a month as a family and not have to go back. Right. Um, I have a, I have a pair of jeans hanging up in my bedroom right now that are a size 20, I'm currently a size 24. Um, that I want to get into those jeans, which probably means I have to lose I started this pro this time around, I started 292.3. I probably have to lose about 40, 50 pounds to get into these jeans. Do you have a goal? How many you want on how long do you think that'll that'll take? Like what's the goal to reach that? I'm trying not to set a specific timeline because I feel like that's that's a little stressful and can yeah, be pressuring. It can. Um, but I would like to have it to meet that goal in five months. That's like 10 pounds a month. It's totally doable, especially yeah. with me having as much as I have to lose. Yeah. I want to go, when I have my conference in at the end of August for work, I want to feel comfortable on the airplane and not have to apologize to the person I'm sitting next to. Right. That's a very humbling experience, I bet. It is. Um, and the funny thing about these airplanes are when I went to Vegas, uh, pretty much everybody on the flight was larger than the seat. And it makes it very, very uncomfortable when you have three large people sitting in one row. Yes. And what's sad is that if the person to the left of you or to the right of you is larger, is, is smaller than you are, but still on the large side, they look at you like you're the one who's uh, ruining their flight. Right. So that's... I want to make it to, to the end of August for conference and not have to apologize to the person next to me. And if I can wear the size 20 jeans, I can wear the size 20 jeans, but that's asking a whole lot. My, my biggest struggle is to, in order to do that, I have to track everything that I eat 
and watch it. Literally every bite. Got to track those. Got to track those bites. Um, even if you like, just whatever it is, just track it. And I really feel that that whenever you actually visually see what you eat and what you put into your body, because you know the old saying, "You are what you eat." Yes. And so when you see it, when you what you see and you put it into your body, like it it makes a big deal. I mean, you can see like my fitness pal like shows you the calories and um, the premium version shows you the carbs and like there's just so many different things that you can see. I mean, it it changes kind of your thought process on, oh man, I really didn't eat so well today. It's a psychological thing. It it's it keeps you on track. If you're counting calories, if you're counting macros, tracking your food, whether it be on um, an app or on a pen and paper, lets you know that the math that you're doing, I mean, weight loss is math. That's all it is. is yeah. And it takes 3,500 calories, a 3,500 calorie deficit to lose a pound. And it takes eating 3,500 calories to gain a pound. Uh, you didn't gain the pound overnight. You're not going to lose the pound overnight. But if you're, if you're doing the math by counting your calories, you could give yourself an idea of, oh, well, if I cut 7,000 calories this month, I'm going to, or, or this week, I'm going to lose two pounds this week. And it's kind of a motivator. And going back to our fast food, I mean, those calories could be the fast food that we used to eat. Right. You know, because if you eat, you know, just a normal meal at McDonald's, you're looking at upwards to eight, I don't know, lots of calories, 800 calories, yeah. maybe. Um, sometimes even more on that, depending on how big your sandwich is. Um, so... Uh, just watching what you eat and, and visually seeing it is very psychological. It helps if you have health problems too, because if you've got, uh, if you have to count your carbs, for example. My husband is a type one diabetic um, and he is completely insulin dependent. Uh, so therefore everything that he eats, we have to count carbs. He gets insulin based on the amount of carbs that carbohydrates that he eats. Um, so whatever goes into his mouth, um, if it has a carb, we have to give him insulin for it. So watching your food and tracking your food will also help with watching how many carbs you eat too. A lot of the apps, or if you're doing pen and paper, will allow you to write down what time you eat. Yes. Um, I think my fitness pal does it. I think lose it does it. Uh, you can actually write down what time you ate so that if you have to eat every couple hours, maybe you're uh, hypoglycemic yep. or, um, and, and you have to eat every couple hours, then you can set an alarm right. that'll tell you, hey, I need to eat, I need to eat, I need to eat. I've even heard a lot of people say that what helps them with weight loss is eating smaller meals more often. Um, eating two hours, two and a half hours with every small meal. Um, and it could just be like a bowl of grapes or, or something like carrots. But especially for a diabetic, um, you know, you really need to eat to keep your blood sugar stable. It's best to eat smaller meals every few hours and then have one really nice big dinner and then maybe a really small snack before you go to bed. You're right. Um, I, I'm generally a, a pen and paper kind of person, but I've, I think I've kind of stuck to my fitness pal because it allows you, it has the, the barcode scanner. So yes. you can scan every item that you're eating and it'll yes. automatically put in the information. You can choose whether you want it for breakfast, lunch, dinner, snack. You can add your water. You can add your exercise. You can take pictures of your food yeah. if you want. Um, you can post statuses. Um, 
I mean, you can even cheer on other people that you don't know. It's a very, it's a community too. Um, something else that I like about it is you can create your own meals. So like on the meals that I, that I would make often, um, I added all the ingredients, gave the meal a name. So when I go to have that meal again, I just click on the meal and I don't have to add each individual ingredient, which would help if you're like eating a salad that has lots of ingredients. Um, you don't have to add all of those individually. You can just right. do it once and then create a meal out of it. There's also apps like uh, Lose It, Calorie Counter, um, Samsung Health allows you to track your food. Um, if you're if you're on Weight Watchers, you can use Weight Watchers app. You can basically just go into your iTunes or your Google, Google Play, Play. Um, and type in Calorie Counter, and you get a ton of options. It could be basic, it could be extreme. It's always best to, you know, I think the takeaway from this particular podcast is making sure that you track your food because you are what you eat and you really need to watch what you eat too. Um, and a lot of times knowing the times that you wait could help you kind of be more in tune with your body too. Let's just say that you eat something and an hour and a half later you feel really sick. Well, if you don't, if you're like me and you forget what you did an hour ago, um, you know, you can go back to your calorie, you go back to whatever place you're storing your food and look at and see what you ate. And one of those items that you ate could be a trigger. And you said, so you said, um, making sure that you're tracking everything and not just everything, but the right portion. So if you track something and this is where I've, I've been kind of, I'll track it. And then at the end of the day, I'll look and I'm like, Oh my God, did I really eat all that? Yeah. You scan something in or you write it down and one serving is a hundred calories. Did you really have one serving or not? Because right. if you one serving might be like half a cup and you just had three cups of it. So now you've had six servings. And so making sure that you're counting accordingly kind of helps you gauge where your trigger is as well. Yeah. And it also kind of stops me from being lazy too. I'm lazy. I don't want to take the time to measure my food. And I kind of have to do that for my husband. Like if, if I get a big bag, if we get a big bag of chips, you know, chips aren't the greatest, but if we get a big bag of chips, he'll sit down to the whole bag and just eat and just not think about it. So I have to take that bag and I have to measure it out into little baggies so that I know that he's only getting the proper serving size. So I know exactly how many carbs he's getting. So I know how much insulin to give him for that little baggie. And you kind of have to do that with your food. You know, if you're making something and it says one cup is a serving, then take the extra two minutes and actually measure it out to make sure that you're actually getting that one cup. I think the problem is, is um, we've gotten into this, this uh, mindset of living to eat. Everything's around, is, everything revolves around food, parties, birthdays. Yeah. Um, you go to work and you're thinking, what's for lunch? Uh, you're leaving work and you're thinking, what's, what's for, for dinner? dinner? Yeah. Uh, you're in the middle of dinner and you're like, what's for dessert? What am I going to eat at the movies? Right. How long am I going to be at the grocery store? Should I get a snack while I'm there? Everything revolves around food. And we really, we really need to get back to the mindset of instead of living to eat, eating to live. Food needs to be able to sustain you. That's what, I, what it's supposed to do. It's a, it's a sustenance. And again, you are what you eat. So what you put in your body is either hurting you or it's helping you. And it, it's not that eating, it's not the eating the junk food or the munchies or the ice cream. It's not bad for you. It's how it's, much you eat of yeah, it. Everything in moderation and tracking that allows you to see where you're over, over moderationing. Right. Yeah. Because I, I tend to, 
ice cream, I think, is my downfall when it comes to mm, we have ice. We have ice cream in our fridge, yeah. in our freezer. We, I don't have any more ice cream. Because I will take, you know, the serving says half a cup, half a cup of serving, blah, 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 blah. Who eats half a cup of ice cream? Nobody. Really? Yeah. Seriously. Who? I mean, I think Anthony might eat two cups max. Right. But I can easily, I can easily tear up half a quart of ice cream. Yeah. In one sitting. And it's scary. Right. And it's sad. No, but it's true, though. It's one of those things, again, you just, you, if you're going to eat it, fine, but just, just track it. So that way you know what you're putting in your body and you have the ability to go back and say, hmm, that was a bad decision. I probably shouldn't have done that. Right. So this week for the next seven, eight days, we're going to focus on tracking and you're going to focus on adding in vegetables. Yeah, I, I think that I, I suck at eating vegetables. Now, I like fruit. I love fruit. I got grapes today. I've got grapes in my fridge. I'll Try buy. freezing them. They I, taste like little frozen popsicles. I need to try that because you just suck on them. I mean, you can, it depends on your, okay. So <laughs> you, you can either suck on them like an ice cube or I know, you, I don't know if you've heard the saying or not, but never trust a person who chews ice. No. Okay. Well, I can like bite into a grape and you just, you just crunch into it. And something about the texture of it is like interesting popsicle-y just Interesting. Yeah. I'll have to try that. But I love fruit. I think um, I would rather eat more fruit than more vegetables, but I know you need a consistency of both. So maybe for every fruit you eat, one vegetable, or for every two fruits you eat. So right. you can you have your broccoli, however you want it, or cauliflower. Cauliflower seems to be the fad now. I've I have found tons of recipes on Pinterest. It's cauliflower rice. You know, I made some cauliflower rice. Oh. Did, did you make it or did you buy it? No, no, I made it. I took I took a head of cauliflower and I rounded it up and I made it. And I turned it into, quote, fried rice and threw my chicken in it. And I think I threw like maybe corn in it or something. You know, it wasn't bad. Cauliflower, you can do anything with. And I, so I bought those three packages of the veggie rice. Yeah. Yeah. One of them was sweet potato. And what it is, is it's, it's sweet potato that is riced and it's microwavable. And it smelled like baby food, and it tasted like baby food. <laughs> I don't like sweet potatoes. Maybe that's my I problem. I don't like sweet potatoes. But cauliflower, you can literally do anything with. So maybe what we could do is find a recipe. We can turn cauliflower into wings. We can. Fancy chicken nuggets. Yeah. Made you, out of cauliflower. There you go. Um, and, you know, the cauliflower rice that I made, my mother-in-law really liked it. Uh, my husband said it was okay. He said it was good. Probably not something that he would request um, because it's cauliflower. But, I mean, he didn't say that it was bad. I, I liked it. But it's one of those things that you have to eat hot, fresh. And I think if you have leftovers and you heat it up, then it just kind of turns into mush. Yeah. It's definitely not something that you want to eat the next day. Um, it just It's just gross after that. So if you make it, just make enough for that one meal and try not to have any leftovers because it's kind of a waste after that. Yeah. I did buy some cucumbers the grocery store. I remember when today. you ate like six, seven, ten cucumbers a day. That's a little dramatic. It was more like three. But <laughs> <laughs> cucumbers are good for hydration. They're good for cleaning your system out because they're good detoxers. And they're good for filling you up temporarily. That's a good snack. Yeah, it is a good snack. So I did buy some cucumbers, so I'm going to add those in. Um, I have been eating a banana every day. Um, so my focus is really going to be 
I guess I could focus on adding in some vegetables. I do have broccoli in my freezer that I need to eat. We've got broccoli in our freezer. And uh, tracking my food and making sure that I stay under my calories. So next week when we come back, we'll see where we're at as far as that goes. Right. And uh, yeah. I think um, I think we've got a lot to work on still. Um, again, we're only eight days into struggle to fit. Um, we both got jeans that we want to that we struggle to fit in. So we really want to uh, work our best to try to get into those. Uh, let us know how you know you're doing. Are you? Um, what are you struggling to fit? Uh, is it is it tracking your food? Is it not eating fast food? Like like what what's going on with you? Um, you can always uh, find us on. Um, Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and, um, you know, we'll, we'll put the links in the description. We will. Um, and we are excited to see what's going on in the future. Thanks so much for listening. You can find us at struggle to fit.com. That is struggle. The number two fit.com facebook.com forward slash struggle to fit and on Instagram at struggle.to.fit. See you next week.